if you want to win and you want to curb your RA, then, you know, you know what you have to do and just stick with it. Um, so just don't get complacent, be consistent with it. And, um, you can live a fantastic lifestyle. (laughs) This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet, and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. Welcome back to rheumatoidsolutions.com. We have a guest coming back today who was on the show about three years ago, and she was fabulous talking about how she managed to keep her symptoms at bay and raise two young children. And I've invited her back today to tell us about where she's up to and to explain to us what it's like to be living a long-term, pain-free, drug-free life with rheumatoid arthritis. So Maya, welcome back. Thank you so much, Clint. I'm happy to be back. (laughs) You're looking so well and so healthy. So um, clearly everything's going well for you. Yeah, thank you. I I feel extremely healthy, uh, much better than I did previously in previous years. Um, But yeah, I've been on your program for a little over three years, three and a half years about there. And I've been doing fantastic these past few years. Just it's an amazing lifestyle. I am amazed to be off all medication and living a normal life, (laughs) exercising and, um, you know, it's it's been really really amazing. Yes. Now, for those of uh, our audience, and probably the majority who may not have seen or listened to our first episode, because it was three years ago, uh, what we discussed, if people would like to go back and look at that, is everything about raising a young family and falling pregnant and breastfeeding all during a period whilst taking methotrexate, prednisone, and so on. So. If you're at sort of the childbearing years and wanting to have a baby uh, or have know someone who's looking at doing that with rheumatoid arthritis and then negotiating the medications and the risks and challenges, then go back and watch that episode. It's a good one. It was March 2018. So go back over and uh, check that out. You can find that on pattersonprogram.com forward slash blog and just type in Maya, M-A-Y-A. Today, we're going to talk about you know, a lifestyle that, that continues to maintain your health and keep you symptom-free. And so why don't we get straight into it and talk about what does your day look like? Um, what time do you go to bed? What time do you get up? What time do you eat your meals? Why don't we start with that kind of um, that framework? Sure, absolutely. Um you know, a lot of it stems from your program, like that really laid the groundwork for kind of my lifestyle today. It starts in the morning with the green juice, your cucumber celery juice that you recommended. I've been drinking it every day for the past three and a half years since, you know, the day I started your program. I haven't skipped it since, you know, even if I go away on vacation or anything and I I can't juice my own juice, there are so many juice places out out there these days. So I, I do get you know, green juice or some form of green juice, um, no matter what. So that's number one. I definitely start my day with that. And then I eat breakfast. Usually I have the same thing every day and I'm not sick of it, but I have, you know, 
gluten-free oats um, that I make with just a little cashew milk um, and coconut milk, half and half, and just some dates to sweeten it. Once I discovered that I was hooked on it and I've been eating it literally every day for like years, but I'm not sick of it. So, so I eat that probably around like eight, eight 30. Um, I am like a morning person. And then prior to that too, I like to exercise in the morning also. Like that's another thing I've been extremely thankful for after finding your program is being able to run again, do yoga again, and and do all these things um, that really, you know, brightens my day. It puts me, you know, starting my day on the right foot. So I'm super thankful that (laughs) the program has gotten me to a point where I can do all that. And then lunch is usually always a salad. Um, I changed it up. Yeah. Do, Do you agree? Do you basically get up? green juice, then exercise, then your oats. Yeah. Sometimes I exercise before the green juice. Depends on what time my kids wake me up. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I could sneak out the door for a run, that's when I'm going, you know? Okay. And Um, and normally a run. Normally a run. Yep. Or a yoga. It's between the two, but I've Mm -hmm. I've been getting more into the running um, these past couple of years. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Okay. And then lunch, I get hungry early. I'm, I'm more of an early person, but like 12, 12, 12, 30, I usually eat lunch. It's usually generally a salad, but, you know, I switch it up. There's a lot of options for me these days. I'm not limited to, you know, certain foods. Um, I remember being challenged by that in the beginning of your program because you have to build up into it. But, you know, fear not years later, I can eat. There's so many things I can eat, you know, but I am very just routine based. So I generally eat the same stuff. I make different salad dressings, which I really like. I switch that up a little bit. You know, I do a lot with turmeric because that's been helpful for me or ginger, um, tahini, things like that. And then dinner, I generally eat. I know your program says, I think to finish dinner prior to seven, which is no problem for me because I'm hungry by, you know, five thirty, six o'clock, you know, we're eating. Yeah. And then I, I go to bed early. I turn in early by nine 30, 10, really I'm, I'm asleep. And then, you know, for my kids and my family too, that's the one thing. Um, We don't eat the same things. Um, I do try to help, you know, my kids eat some healthy things and they do. And I love that they eat vegetables as much as they do because I didn't eat vegetables as a kid, you know, that much. So to see them, you know, going towards this healthier lifestyle makes me very, very happy, but still I'll give them, you know, chicken tenders or whatever. So it is different meals. And my husband too, we kind of but yeah, that's pretty much my day to day, you know, and that's been it for the past couple of years. And I've been flare free, pain free, med free, you know, all this time. Uh, so it's working. <laughs> it's yeah, just, it's, in, it's incredible, isn't it? It is. It's incredible. So, um, you know, for any naysayers who say the power of, of food or, or is, isn't, isn't there or that we can't see any changes if we change our diet, it's nothing short of absurd not only from a scientific point of view, and you can read it in the science, but also in like the anecdotal stuff, just literally like listening to you. And it's like, well, how can this not be ignored? How can it, how can it be, not be ignored? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's sad mm. to see people that don't believe it or, you know, mm. for me, it's easy for me to say, it doesn't matter because I feel good. And that's all the mm. proof that I need in my life. And I can go on with my daily lifestyle, living a you know normal life. But it, it is sad for me to see other people with RA or other autoimmune diseases, you know, struggling. And, you know, there's varying degrees of the disease too. But I mean, what diet can do for it just is amazing. And I just wish more people would be on board with at least trying because 
you know, they could be yeah. where I'm at <laughs> in a yeah. year. And, um, and I think it's worthy to point out that, uh, you know, you're doing a lot of things right and it's not just the diet. So you've got the diet right, but you're also getting your rest at night, getting to bed early. There's a lot of train of thought and a lot of belief around the hours we get before midnight are so much more crucial than the ones we get after midnight. That's debated a lot in the science, but I think everyone would agree that the closer we get to living in our circadian rhythms of when the sun's up, we get up and after the sun's down, look, you know, start thinking about making your way towards rest at, you know, not too long after that, you know, and then you're also getting your, uh, um, you know, your juice in the morning and your exercise going. So you're, you're getting all of those benefits as well. And it just sounds like you've got also a, just a sort of a balance in your life. You seem like uh, you're not flighty. You have a calmness about you, which means that, you know, you've set up your life to support your healing as opposed to being frantically entrepreneurial, you know, and, and chasing tight deadlines. And I'm extrapolating a lot just from listening to you talk here and I might be off the mark, but you certainly do appear calm and, uh, and balanced. Okay. So you've got all those things going on. You know, I, I just wanted to, to, to put that all into more of a bigger picture because I have done episodes which were titled diet is never enough. And they also are valuable to, to learn and, and listen to because for most people, if they just change their diet, it might be an incremental, you know, might, might get them half the way there, but then there's all this other stuff that needs to be done as well. Mm-hmm. And so you're a, uh, a wonderful example of being able to get the whole way using all of the interventions, which yeah. is just awesome. Yeah. That's very true. Like stress management, I think is extremely important too. They talk about, you know, some of that contributing towards, you know, your inflammation. And I think when I was diagnosed, it was an extremely stressful time in my life too. And I know it was also the food I was eating, but also, you know, the stress that I was causing my body, you know, Mm. and my lifestyle at the time. So I definitely agree. I think stress management is also extremely important. Yeah. What do you do on that front? Cause you do appear to, uh, be pretty chilled out. <laughs> um, actually, I started meditating more recently. You know, I've tried it here and there. I could never get in into the zone because I am I'm type A. I'm on the go type of person. I mean, I'm a mom of two kids. I work like so. I am kind of naturally that that way. Um, and I try meditating, and it's it's hard because to still your mind, I can't sit there because I'm thinking of all the million things that I have to do. But I recently downloaded, you know, there's different apps available on your phones. I recently downloaded one and I've I've been doing this and it's, it's been helpful. There's more guided meditation and you can find them. There's YouTube, there's anywhere, but it's been extremely helpful. I've been doing it for like a month now or so. And, uh, I I'm loving it. I I think that's honestly helped me (laughs) kind of calm down a little Mm. bit more and be a little more present and patient and, and all of that. Um, Mm. so that's extremely helpful. I do yoga also. I think that's also a different type of exercise for me. That's, that's helpful, but also calming, you know, it's kind of the opposite of running when I'm running, I'm kind of the cardio and building up and going fast. And this is kind of a slower paced, but still, you know, your exercise. And I get a lot out of that also. 
Yeah, both of them still, though, draw your mind back into the body. When you're running, it's very hard to kind of, uh, if you're running enough so that the body's kind of at a fairly elevated level of, of activity, you, you know, your mind just gets pulled into the body. It can't be worried about stuff. It's like, wow, I've got to concentrate here. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Uh, right. And it's, it's, I think it's this single-mindedness, this single, single focus. If it's exactly. running, it's like, oh, get the breath right, my knees, what, everything, all these little things, but I'm focused on the body. And with the yoga, again, it's like concentrating on your breath. So you're just pulling all those thoughts back into a reduced number of thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then meditation, of course, we're trying to reduce them even to fewer. And so I guess fewer thoughts equals, you know, more calm. Yeah. Yeah. Fewer thoughts and your breath is calmer. And that, yeah. you know, I think mm. <laughs> lowers yes. everything down in a good way. <laughs> yes. You know, okay. Wonderful. So let's jump back to your diet because something that was circling in my mind when you were talking about your lunch was your salad lunch. Now, what do you put on the salad? Because we don't want people to think, well, she's not eating enough calories. That's why she feels good. Or, but I can't eat a salad. What am I just going to eat leaves for lunch? That's not going to work. I'm going to stop watching. (laughs) I've gotten great with my salads. Actually, I make a great salad. Uh, I make all different kinds and I do kind of switch up what I put on top, but um, usually I'll put um, alfalfa sprouts, edamame, red cabbage, shredded carrots. I don't love carrots. I just put a little in there for the color, but and the vitamin A, but a little carrots. And then I'll do a fruit, like an apple or a mango, just a couple pieces in there just for the sweetness. And then I usually do a protein, either tofu or tempeh I put in there and that's really it. And then I top it with dressing and I do different kinds of dressing. Like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. But yeah. yeah wonderful. Now I'm, I'm curious about the edamame. That's not a common addition. Um, are you talking about the, uh, the sort of, uh, baby green soybeans that are um, normally put into sort of uh, Japanese foods. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Just like it's already shelled, you know, so it's already just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. They're great. They're really good with their, um, their fat balance as well. I really, Mm -hmm. yeah. Edamame is a great food. Good to know. Yeah. Great. (laughs) And then for dinner, then you'll do, uh, sort of a starch-based um, steamed or um, boiled or something like this or a curry, only things like that, right? Yep, I do like the basmati rice I've stuck with um, or I'll do like sweet potatoes as like my my starch. Um, I usually put, I make like a kale or spinach pesto sauce and it's just kale or spinach, a couple of raw cashews, some basil, some lemon juice, garlic and a little water. And I pour that on top just for extra greens. Um, so I don't love vegetables. I'm still never there. Like I'll eat them. I like a salad. Okay. But I don't like eating broccoli or like whatever. So I like to just juice my, you know, juice my greens or like I'll put it in a sauce or something just so I'm getting that intake and still getting the benefit of them. And then sometimes a protein, sometimes not, you know, sometimes again, the tofu or the tempeh. That's really, I don't do a lot of beans. Um, I don't think I can tolerate them. I've tried to introduce them, you know, here and there. It's been, it's been over a year. I could maybe try again, but what I found with reintroducing foods is, especially after you've healed for a, a while that I have to eat that food 
if I eat it once, I'm fine. But if I eat it consecutively for like seven days and I start to feel a little bit stiffness, then I know that that's that food, you know, because mm. otherwise it's been hard for me to really pinpoint still um, after you've healed for so long, you know? Yeah. So it's a subtle, it's like, um, it's not like an alarm going off. It's more no. like there's a little a gentle little reminder. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I still introduce new foods here and there. There's a lot mm. of fantastic like vegan restaurants near us, thankfully. Um, so I try different, you know, different foods there. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel I find that vegan restaurants are very accommodating. Like if you have an allergy or anything that they want to mm. know about it, and they make they make sure, you know. So that's always yeah. comforting, you know. I feel sorry for uh, vegan cafe chefs. I mean, they must get some of the most challenging <laughs> oh, yeah. requests ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, that you know people like us show up and we just ask for these complex modifications and yeah yeah so i'm very grateful i've gotten easier to be an easier customer in the beginning i was like i can't have this this is but now that i've introduced more i'm just like no peppers you know i can't do peppers so i say no peppers (laughs) you know yeah you know i'm easier in that sense but yeah yeah and my husband now knows what i can and cannot have so if i send him to do the food shopping like He's always trying to get something new for me. And, you know, he, he knows, which is really nice. Cause in the beginning it was a lot of, you know, confusion from, you know, mm. my family and even mm. my husband, like, what can you have? What can't you have always worried about me? There's still some of that, but like, I remember, you know, first Christmas, everyone was so concerned. <laughs> what mm. are you going to eat? I'll be fine. I'll bring my own food. I know you're going to have this, like, I will be fine, you know? And it's just kind of planning ahead for those moments, like where, you know, like if you, if you can't eat, you know, like we have an engagement party on Saturday, I'll eat ahead just to be safe. Cause I don't, I don't know what they're going to have. And I'm sure there'll be something, you know, and I, I'm not going to go starving, <laughs> but it's just, you know, kind of changing your lifestyle up a little bit, planning ahead a little bit more. Um, and yeah, that's how I've really been living these past couple of years. <laughs> What do you do with your evening meals? I, I know there's a lot of friction associated in a lot of families with eating different things. Mm-hmm. What are your tips for someone who wants to do this but thinks, but how am I going to eat at night different to my family? It's really not that hard for me. It's just more planning out, you know, what I'm going to have. I pre-make rice usually, so it's in there for me. So if I need something quick, um, I can have that and I'll, you know, I'll change up what I put on top. And then my kids, you know, we pre-plan stuff. They, they eat a lot of the same stuff. Like if it's a veggie or, or the rice, like they'll eat that. And then I'll change up like their main, whatever they're eating. Um, and my husband gets scraps. <laughs> no, he gets a mishmash of everything, <laughs> but um, no, he eats, he, he likes certain foods too, that, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like my youngest daughter who I had to take prednisone during that pregnancy. I was also not eating meat. I wasn't eating gluten. And it's funny. I feel like she is turned off of some of those foods too. Like she doesn't like a lot of meat. Like she doesn't want to eat it. And I'm like, I wonder if I like changed, (laughs) changed up her, her, you know, what she's into because of what I ate when I was pregnant, but it is interesting. She likes veggies. She likes rice and she's happy, you know? Um, but my husband, like sometimes he wants meat and so he'll make it himself, you know, he'll make burgers on the grill and, you know, but it's funny with him too. 
he likes vegan restaurants. He'll always say a vegan hamburger is like the best hamburger he's ever had. And, you know, we'll buy it sometimes, you know, for him to make it home too. But, you know, he's open to different foods too. It's just, you know, you have two kids and we both work. So it's a lot of like quick, we got to find something to eat most of the time, you know? So it is pre-planning a lot of that also. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can see that the friction in your family has been reduced to as little as possible. And your husband sounds accommodating, but also has his own sort of personal preferences. But at the same time, it sounds like if you really wanted to become extremely confrontational about this, he probably would be, okay, look, I'll eat what you want me to eat. But you're at the moment, it's all in nice equilibrium. Yeah. And you know what? I've never been a great cook. I've never been interested in it. Like I do it now for myself because that's my lifestyle. And I feel like if I was a better cook and I could make some delicious meal for my whole family, like they would all eat it. It's just, I'm not that person. And I don't have all the time, you know, to be, I feel like cooking takes a lot of time. Maybe it's just me in my mind, but there are certain things I make for myself. Like I make this like turmeric coconut rice. They all love it. Every single one of my family loves that. So when I make that, like I'll make a big batch and like everyone can eat that. So like more foods like that, like I would say, like if you are a great cook and you, you can throw things that's never been me. I need to follow a recipe, but if you can like throw things together and I'm sure there's things that, you know, the whole family could eat. So it's eating the same meal and not having to, you know, Mm. get different things, but. My wife loves to, her favorite recipe book at the moment is from Forks Over Knives. They've got a fantastic recipe book that's perfect for our family. So, you know, again, like a normally a starch and then lots of legumes, beans and lentils and stuff, which I know may exclude a lot of their recipes for you at the moment. But in our family, that's, uh, that's really common. And they just, everything's no oil. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's a very, very clever the recipes in that book are great. I highly recommend it. Any, any of the recipes from Forks Over Knives, they're fantastic. That's great. I've been on mm. their website before. I'll check out the book though. That would be great. Mm. Yeah, just an Amazon Amazon click and uh, you, yeah. you'll have it. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Let's talk, about, let's talk about philosophy, just your whole view on this. And, you know, what, uh, what, what keeps you on track? What keeps you thinking, I want to stay doing what I'm doing and what, you know, tell us a lot of the thoughts that you have on repetition that keep your habits as they are. Well, we've all experienced the pain of RA, right? That to me is enough to keep me going. Like I never want to be back there ever. Um, the frustration that you feel, the anger, the sadness, like I remember that. I remember that time in my life and I never want to go back there. So that keeps me going every single day. Like, you know, I don't need anything else. (laughs) That that's it. That was enough for me. And, you know, I only, I was diagnosed in 2012 and found remission. I only had it for five years. So let's say before I found your program and like started to get into remission. So there's people that had it for years. So you, they probably experienced longer, you know, so for me only experiencing a five years, but it's enough. That's enough for me to remember and keep me going every single day. And you know what? It just, it does get easier. Like in the beginning, yeah, it is kind of a hard change to change up your lifestyle that drastically. And like I mentioned, like your family members are all confused and what can you eat? And, you know, 
but it gets so much easier. Like I, we don't even think twice about these things anymore. Like it's just your natural, you know, your natural day and it's just part of our routine. And so it's, it's easy. I think the ease of it, it's not that hard. And then remembering how bad the pain is like, that is all I really need to keep me Mm. going. It's not a huge sacrifice to me, you know, I'd rather live this way and, you know, be free from pain than let RA rule my life, (laughs) you know? And, uh, your blood test results are fantastic as well. The last C-reactive proteins, less than 0.2 milligram mm-hmm. per liter, you mentioned just before we hit record. Yeah, so, I just got I mean, results back yesterday. From a quantitative medical perspective, you're in great shape, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's tremendous. Yeah, yeah. The mm. blood markers are the proof. You know, how you feel is proof, but knowing yeah. that the blood backs that up also, make you know, it's just a reminder and can it makes me understand like this is sustainable and it works and you know, Mm. Mm. yeah, I feel wonderful. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Is there something that you feel we need to cover on this sort of on this theme of maintaining wellness once we already reach a state of equilibrium? Is there something else that you would like to make sure that we cover to to share with people who are in this situation or just getting into this situation or seeking to get into the situation? Um, I would say just to remain as consistent as possible with it. Don't ever get complacent because we do have this disease, you know, and it's with us for life and we have to be you have to get it right. You can't cheat. You can't, you know, unfortunately we can't. And if you want to be in remission and be in control of this disease, then I think you have to be in control of your diet and you can't let that spin out of control. Um, complacency gets tough. You know, um, you and I were speaking earlier, you know, before this recording, um, about a flare I had, you know, just one recently. And it's just because I got complacent with, Actually, I had two. The first one was I didn't read a label properly. I had a, a juice, a pressed juice, which was just like lemon and ginger. And I didn't read it carefully. It said paired with cayenne. I can't have peppers. I drank that juice and I flared up in my finger. And then the second one was um, because I think I was getting complacent. I was allowing myself to have ice cream, you know, vegan, gluten-free, but, you know, I got on that kick a little bit and you know, you pay the price. So if you're going to cheat, you're going to pay the price. If you want to win and you want to curb your RA, then, you know, you know what you have to do and just stick with it. Um, so just don't get complacent, be consistent with it. And, um, you can live a fantastic lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Great advice. Great, uh, great chat overall. You know, I think that you, what you're doing is absolutely sensational and, you know, I really appreciate you spending some time with us. I think I saw an update from you on Instagram, which is how I connected with you again after a few years. And I said, hey, why don't you uh, come tell us where you're at? Because people, you know, can create testimonials of other lifestyle interventions and say, wow, like a paleo diet really helped me with my symptoms, or I went keto, or even some people are doing the sort of insanity carnivore thing. and." testimonials can then be created within like a few weeks and say, look, I took out all this stuff out of my diet and now I'm feeling a bit better. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 
sometimes I literally pray to God for those people because that future is not going to look good on those those platforms that are fat heavy, meat heavy, and vegetable and plant devoid. Mm -hmm. So what we're demonstrating today is that you and I spoke three years ago and you're doing even better today than what you were three years ago when you felt great. Mm -hmm. So this is not something that's fleeting. Being able to live this lifestyle is very possible. It's very doable. Like you said, once you get into the habits, the routine, it's just crank it out, becomes part of your life. And you can focus on other aspects of your life, like your job, your family, travel, things that excite you and uplift you. And not just focused on, you know, the fundamentals uh, obsessively, but you move on. Your mind thinks about other things. So yeah, that's, this has been tremendous. Yeah. That's the way life should be lived. <laughs> Not in a bed with ice packs, <laughs> you know, there's much more to be That's doing. Right. That's life, right. So. so thank you. I really appreciate your time. Thank and you. uh, why don't we get back together in three more years? <laughs> Sounds good. I'll be here. <laughs> and uh, we'll do another update and, um, uh, we will uh, we'll learn from you again then, if not sooner. So thanks so much. It's uh, It's been lovely to see you again. Thank you, Clint. You as well. <laughs> thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.